Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number four of Genesis chapter three. And we're going to read the first several verses beginning in verse one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Jehovah God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eye shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And I'll stop reading there. Now, in our last study, we were commenting uh, towards the end of that study how Eve was not really putting up much of a struggle. She was not putting forth much resistance at all towards the serpent's statements and and towards what the serpent wanted her to do in eating of the tree that God had said, thou shall not eat of it. And we're just mentioning that the serpent did not have to force her. He did not have to beat her or pin her down or or do anything like that. He didn't even have to convince her with some long back and forth, point by point discussion of some kind. It was very, very simple, very easy, really, for the serpent. He came, he got her to think about the tree, and then he contradicted God. He lied. He lied to her, is what he did when he said, Ye shall not surely die, for God does know in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. It was the lie, the lie that convinced her. It it was belief of the lie, acceptance of the lie. It was choosing the lie over what God had said. And what God had said was true. This is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it in the day you eat of it, you will surely die, or dying you will die. And that was truth. What the serpent brought forward was not true. 
It was not true in any way. The serpent had an appearance of wisdom. He was more subtle than any beast of the field. He came um, pretending, acting as though he had knowledge, he had understanding that he was a prudent creature who had the real uh, inside information. He he had the knowledge concerning that tree, and 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 then what he told Eve was a lie. It was a distortion. It was erroneous. You know, we understand that there is truth, and then there is that which is not true, and that is where the enemy of God found his method or his mode of attack was through that which is deceitful, that which beguiled the woman, and that which is a lie. And this is why Jesus said of the Jews who were not saved men in John chapter 8. He was speaking with them. And in this discussion, in verse 33 of John 8, they start off saying, They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth ever. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which ye have seen with your father. Jesus said to them, now, the, the Jews picked up on that. What is he talking about? They're probably thinking, our father. He speaks what, what he has seen with his father, and we do that which we have seen with our father. And so they ask him right away in verse 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children... Ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth, which I heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Christ said it again. He's saying they do what they've seen with their father. They do the deeds of their father. And in verse 41, they respond, then said they to him, We be not born of fornication, we have one Father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because... Ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust 
of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it and because I tell you the truth ye believe me not and what a tremendous indictment this is from the Lord Jesus Christ to the Jews of his time, but more than that, to every unsaved individual in the world. Ye are of your father, the devil, and he is the father of lies. Therefore, if someone is of their father, and they do the things they have seen with their father, if they perform the deeds of their father, they will lie. Because their father, the devil, is a liar from the beginning. And when he lies, he speaks of his own. He is a liar, the father of lies and mankind, first Eve, then Adam, they had an opportunity for that short window when they had not sinned, when they had heard the truth of the word of God, when all was good and wonderful and beautiful and perfect in the world. They had an opportunity at the point of the serpent's temptation when he, the serpent, Satan, indwelling that creature, conceived a lie. When he brought forth, that's what a father does. A father begats. A father gives birth to. A son comes forth from the father or a daughter. And what Satan, the serpent, gave birth to was the lie. It was born in time on that day in the year 11,013 BC over 13,000 years ago when Satan approached the woman and said ye shall not surely die and then he went on to elaborate on his lie concerning God knows God knows in the day you eat thereof your eyes will be open well You see, that's a half-truth, isn't it? It's true their eyes would be open now after disobeying God to evil, to the knowledge, to the experience of wrongdoing, of transgression. Their eyes would be open to wickedness and, and to sin, to everything ungodly, unholy, filthy, dirty, rotten, That's what their eyes would be open to. Their eyes would be open to misery and pain and grief and untold sorrows that would come upon them and their descendants, all those that were in Adam and Eve at that point. The whole rotten bale of tears that would come upon mankind that man would know and experience. We see it today like never before in history. Oh, in one sense, 
in people's perversion. Unsaved people would love to live in our day to witness, to see, to gain knowledge of the tremendous evil that has spread across the face of the earth like never before in history. Oh, in one sense, this is what man has wanted, what he's desired. It's why there is within the sinner, within the fallen human being, this corrupt tendency, this tendency of our fallen nature to want to know evil. It's why we consume the evil doings through news. It's why people write stories that are full of wickedness. It's why television and movies and fictional stories of every sort are just saturated with murder and adultery and stealing and lying. It's all evil and we want to consume it. We want to devour it. We want to know more evil. It is a part of us since Eve and Adam and we in them made that dreadful decision when mankind could have a choice, when there was an option to choose for God or to choose for evil, to choose truth over the lie. And there was a will within man at that time that was free because he was not constrained by iniquity. He wasn't already dead in sin. He could have selected, he could have selected to continue to trust God, continue to obey God, and 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 said what Jesus said to the serpent in response when when the devil came to test him in the wilderness. Jesus quoted scripture to him, and then Satan attempted to twist the scripture, and Jesus quoted more scripture in response. And that was the faithful that was the correct way to respond to the temptation of this evil creature, Satan, but man did not. Now we know, of course, this is all within the framework, all within the the ultimate purpose of God, the ultimate will of God as God designed things for this earth, and it, it all uh, was to play out in order for God to present a magnificent Savior and a magnificent salvation program in order to purchase a people for himself. Yet that does not change the fact that at this one point in time, when temptation came, when the serpent came calling to Eve and Adam, uh, you know, I, I used to think before I read this more carefully that uh, Satan came to Eve and he got her alone. He just found her at a moment when her husband wasn't around. But that's not true. In Genesis 3, 6, at the end of the verse, it says that Eve gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. He wasn't on the other side of the garden. He wasn't out of town. He was standing next to her. He was right there as the serpent was having this conversation with the woman. And he could have intervened 
at any point. And besides being our figurehead, our representative, and all of us in the loins of Adam, it's true, yet he also has fault for not protecting his wife, for not stopping the conversation, since he's the head of the house, and saying that's enough out of you, especially when Satan lied and contradicted God directly. We don't want to hear anything more. You know, you you wonder, uh, or we shouldn't, but the basis, the root for some of the commandments of God, like when the Lord tells us in um, the second epistle of John, let me read it. Here, Here's what it says in second John verse 10. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. See, if anyone comes... And they come with another gospel. And that's exactly what the serpent was coming with. The gospel today, as we would define it, is the truth of the word of God. The truth of the Bible, because we have the whole Bible. The gospel for Adam and Eve was the truth of God's commandment concerning that tree. And every other statement God had made to them but especially that commandment. That was the gospel. The law of God, the Bible, is synonymous with the gospel. God gave the law regarding that tree. And here comes the serpent with another gospel. He has something totally else in mind, a a different conclusion than the true gospel that God delivered to this couple and these only human beings on the planet. And it was another gospel, and the serpent came to their house. He came to them, and they should have shut the door. They should have said, I'm sorry, I cannot talk with you. The moment that the serpent crossed the line and conceived this ugly sin of a lie. The moment that he did that, he was presenting another Jesus, another gospel. You know, God points that out in Second Corinthians uh, as he moves the Apostle Paul to refer back to this incident in Genesis and to relate it to the New Testament believers in Second Corinthians 11, we looked into the um, false apostles and, and Satan coming as an angel of light further on in this same chapter a little earlier. But now in Second Corinthians 11, beginning in verse 1, it says, Would to God he could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And here, again, God is moving Paul to speak to the bride of Christ. We, all those that Jesus saved, all the elect, are espoused to him. 
and we are presented in a in a way as a chaste virgin because our sins have been washed away and and so there's no adultery or fornication of any kind in this spiritual marriage it's all gone well then it goes on to say in verse 3 but i fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And we can see how there's this parallel being drawn between the serpent coming to the woman Eve and the devil, Satan, coming to professed believers of the New Testament church in Corinth and and this would apply throughout the church age in all churches and even into the time of the end. And then it says in verse 4 of Second Corinthians chapter 11, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a whit behind the very chiefest apostles. And then it goes on. But notice that the Apostle Paul is saying that if someone comes preaching another Jesus, and preaching another Jesus is synonymous with preaching another gospel. And and that's why in Matthew 24, when it says there'll be false Christ and 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 so forth, that's really saying false gospels. It's people preaching another Christ, another Jesus. And here, the point that Paul is making is that if someone comes preaching another Jesus other than the one we've preached, or another spirit than the spirit you've received, or another gospel which you've not accepted, ye might well bear with him. That is, you're being kind and patient. You're putting up with these people, with these preachers, these elders, these deacons. You're, you're forbearing them. And no way, no way. You're, you're not to give them heed. You're not to allow them in your house. And that would apply to the house of God, the corporate church, as well as your own individual house. You have to tell them to hit the road. No thank you. I cannot listen to you. Not for a moment. You see, the forbearing, or ye might well bear with him, is the sin of Adam and Eve. They listened to the serpent. They gave him audience. They allowed him into their house, and then... When he began to lay out his tale, and that's all it was, was a fictional story, completely false, an outright lie. When he began to tell his lie, they bore with him. They were following along. Oh, now now he said this and he said that. And that's what Eve is doing in verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, 
and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And who put the tree in the forefront of her mind? The serpent did with his beguiling, with, with his subtle questions. And, and then a tree to be desired to make one wise. She didn't get that from looking at the tree. Where did she get that last bit of information from? Right from the serpent's mouth. God does know in the day you eat thereof, your eyes will be open and ye shall be as Elohim, knowing good and evil. A tree to be desired to make one wise. She played around with sin. She played around with another gospel. And first she, she knew the true gospel. She was familiar with the true gospel of what God had said concerning the tree. And she was soundly grounded in that true gospel. But here comes the serpent and she made error after error. First error was as soon as he revealed himself as someone, a stranger, contrary to God and the things God said, the conversation should have ended. No, thank you. You know, sometimes in the past I have felt bad when someone has come into e-Bible groups on Facebook and they've posted lies. They, they've posted lies about their own teaching about a, a certain doctrine. Sometimes it's lies that are other gospels. They've posted things that are not true. Kindly, we ask them, do not post that. And almost typically, they will continue to post because what goes along with someone who's involved with lies is, is normally a lot of pride. They, they have pride in the thing they've discovered and they want others to listen to them. And in a sense, especially in these days when the church age is over and there's no more church authority, well, you're not my authority. Uh, I'll post what I want. Well, you can do that. You, you can post all you want on your page because we then kick them out of the group. And sometimes there's been sort of like people complaining about e-Bible, that it's not a democracy. It's not a free-for-all. We don't let people just say what's on their mind. Well, where in the Bible does God say you should let people say what's on their mind? If you let people say what's on their mind, what is on the mind of sinful man? Sin is on the mind of sinful man. And no, there is requirements that God sets forth if men are to speak in uh, when it comes to ministry, when it comes to sharing the word of God with others. They had better make sure that what they're saying is true and faithful to the word of God. That is the only requirement, and we, the people of God, are to make sure that others stick to that requirement. And I do the same thing on my page on Facebook. I don't allow people to just come and post. I'll remove it. I don't care if that's offensive. You know, I I try personally not to offend. But if the word of God offend, then so be it. And if someone is bringing a lie, well, they're, they're coming 
after their father because Satan is the father of lies. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.